Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my Taste Buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. What does motion sound like? With Kizikans Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizikcom slash socks. You're listening to Book Club Babes. Let's get into it. Hi. Hello. What's up? <laughs> I've got feelings. I've got too many feelings. I've got Literally. too many feelings. This book has ruined me. Yeah, this book was rough. Oh. I mean, I still rate it at five stars. <laughs> oh my God. 10 out of five stars. 10 stars out of five. It was everything that you could have wanted and like you knew everything that was going to happen. Like from the first book we knew. True. True. I just hoped that it was like like you know how we know that we're going to die one day about like we just don't focus on that because you don't really like want exactly. that to happen. That's how I feel. <laughs> hey, cheers. Cheers, oh. Ding. Dooter beep. Um yeah, it's like yeah, we knew Benji was going to die. We just didn't want him to. No, no, no. Anyway, I don't really have much new to report. I'm still reading the same thing as last week. Same. And literally same. Chapter 104 was literally like 30 minutes long. <laughs> yes. Your chapter. <laughs> it was long. It was 103 long, so... was the tiniest chapter. I was like hunkering down because I knew we were at the end. And I'm like, oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Take it All away. Right. Take it away. All right, babes. Grab your Kleenexes and hold on to your seats, I guess. Squeeze your pooch because you're going to need some emotional support. Yes. You need that emotional support. Oh, wait. Shoot. Before I get into it. How we got I should say hello. I should say hello to Sydney and Ella. Hello. Hi. Sorry you Hi. joined us at such a difficult time. Yes. We're mourning the loss of We're our favorite fictional character. We're in mourning, yes. Um and what else? Oh, I guess we should say what we're reading next month. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'll put it on yeah. Instagram too, probably before this episode comes out. The how the, how the penguins saved Veronica something like that. Yeah, that sounds good. It's like a nice. I think it's just going to be like a heartfelt read. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, which nothing is what too we sad. need for December. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and that yeah, will be yeah. good. We need a little refresh, reset, little thingy. Yeah, yeah. All right. What did we read last month? That Lisa oh, Jewell book. Yes, yes. And then that the was also that was um yeah. Jillian's book. So yeah, it's yeah. been some tough. Some, we just need some fluffers. Yeah, we need some fluffer nutters. Okay. <laughs> nutters? <laughs> a fluffer nutter. You never had a fluffer nutter? 
Never had a flat front. I have no fucking idea what you're talking about. What? It's totally. It sounds like some sort of weird cum joke. No, it's just a fluffernutter. It's a type of sandwich, but you toast your bread and on your toast, you get the marshmallow fluff on, and you put marshmallow fluff on one side and then peanut butter on the other side and you smush them together and you got your fluffernutter. Who told you that that's what it was called? My dad. I think he's been tricking you. <laughs> oh no, dad, no. That's cute though, but no, I've never experienced that. Okay, well, maybe try it one time. Okay, I don't like that fluffer fluffer stuff, though. I do like the nutter portion. (laughs) (laughs) Ask Marty to give you a fluffer nutter. (laughs) I'm sorry. Okay. I will not. I will not. Okay, 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 okay. Done. Zip, zap, zoop. Okay, 82. (laughs) Let's do it. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Oh my gosh, I feel like so much happened and also like everything happen. has happened. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Okay, Kira doesn't seem to notice that Peter isn't at work, which then in turns hurts Peter. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he decides to put on his green jacket and head down to the rink. Um, all the old guys want Peter back as the GM and they let him know that the position is open for him when he's tired of making coffee, which irritates peter but he tries yeah that's rude yeah it is yes uh he tries to cover up by laughing and saying that's a good joke um the caretaker warns peter that they should probably get ready for some trouble after about after what the caretaker tells peter about Sune's dog bang mm-hmm. um and then peter reflects thinking like this feels like old times and it's a bit too much like it's starting to overwhelm him um back at the law office it's not looking good for peter his signature is like his figure fingerprint on a murder weapon the colleague kira's colleague says i'd believe him i mean he's an idiot but he's not this stupid so they're not like really sure if he is in on it or not Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah yeah. um and then obviously what kira is worst worried about the most are the reporters and the colleague thinks that the newspaper won't publish this but he also makes a perfect scapegoat 
Um, and then Kira is just hoping that Tails can fix all of this because she's realizing that she probably won't be able to. Let's talk about, like, it happens at the end, but Tails stepped up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. He I was re- impressed with that. Mm-hmm. Because I really hated him during mm-hmm. these parts. And then, yeah. And, like, I don't remember. I, I, I found his chapters boring in the other books, mm-hmm. but I never remembered hating him this much. Like, no, yeah. this was mm-hmm. the most hateable tales we've seen. But at the end, there was some redemption. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the rest of the day, Peter helps take care of the arena um, and he's feeling like needed and wanted for a change. Um, Amit approaches him while he's sharpening his skates and says that he should have listened to Peter in the spring um, or he wouldn't have ended up where he is right now. He also says um, he wouldn't be here or sorry, he wouldn't be where he is today, though, without him. Um, and that you've done that for Bobo, Benji, and now Big City. So, like, he is very, like, nurturing and mentory, Aww. and it's really cute. Um, and then we end off with Amit and Mumble going to see if the lake is frozen. And Mr. Mateo is obviously lurking and watching. Ugh. Hey, fuck you, Mateo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Garbage. Ted has a game today against Beartown's 13-year-olds. I was thinking, too, at the end of this book, how interesting it was that we had that perspective from the Hied family that we had never met before. And, like, Mm -hmm. how weird it was to have, like, new characters in this book, but how essential they were to the story. Like, to have that other side of it. It was kind of cool. And you kind of just fell in love with them, too, right? Like, Mm -hmm. welcome to the family. (laughs) Yes. And I was worried that he was going to make them like somebody that you could hate and be like, mm-hmm. I'm justified for what their bear town's doing mm-hmm. to Hied and all this stuff. But like, you really made them sympathetic for both sides of the coin, I guess. Definitely. Yeah. And I mean, I think when we saw Frederick, he was talking about how this book was focused on community and the sport and how like everything is connected. Right. And you, you really, he did such an amazing job of doing that like mm-hmm. yeah. yeah okay anyway so the 13 year olds have a game today at the bear town ring so instinctively johnny doesn't want his youngest child at the ring today so he stays home to tour true 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 anyway he ain't there. he stays with the name to 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 do yeah yeah Skibbity bop bop bop. I'm just scatting away. Okay. Um, and so when the kids go out, so anyway, I paraphrased a lot because I knew this was gonna be like a lot. So I've just got the important important points here. But when the kids go out onto the ice is one of the few moments that Hannah has felt like she's a good mother. So really again, just that message, but hockey like unites everybody and you know, creates that community and sense of happiness. Belonging. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Amen. Belonging. So there is a lot of activity at the ice rink today, and there are also a lot of black jackets. Um, I wrote down this line that kind of, I think, just encapsulated the whole vibe of the rink. And what Frederick had said was, this hatred is proceeding of its own volition. So that sort of just sums it up. 
Um, Tobias carries in Ted's hockey gear. So if a fed fight breaks out, Ted won't get stuck with his bag, which is so, so sweet. Um, Tess goes after Bobo. Johnny goes to get a hot dog, which I'm like, yeah, Johnny, me too. Me um, too, Johnny. <laughs> and that is how the whole family gets split up, though. Dot, dot, Eat. Dot. Eat. Okay. The and- Andersons also end up at the rink. Um, we find out that Big City has moved into the summer cottage now, a.k.a. the camper van. <laughs> um, Anna insists that he comes to the game and as well leo must come along too they all end up sharing sigs together and she they text kira to also join in there's a hot dog it's cute um there's a hot dog argument which i mean i'm passionate about hot dogs too so (laughs) um johnny ends up standing up for one of liev's guys though which i think will be important later we're back with anna and maya anna reappears with some beers and leo drink proceeds to drink all of them himself i love that line about how anna can find beer anywhere yes <laughs> so yes. like where'd you get it she's like i just asked i just got so i just i just have it whatever not a big deal i can get you beer um tess gets to meet kira which then she starts fangirling a bit which is really cute she's just like idolizing kira mm-hmm. Um, and we find out that Tess also wants to be a lawyer and she wants to help girls like Maya. And now Kira knows how Peter felt like all those years mentoring children. And mm. it kind of like gets her heart growing a little bit. And um, she's just like, call me and gives her her business card. And then a fight breaks out. Uh, uh. All right. So the Bear Town kids team. They're the juniors, I'm guessing, the 13-year-olds, or one below, maybe? I think one below juniors, yeah. yeah. okay. Anyway, it just kept saying the 13-year-olds. But anyway, the Beartown 13-year-olds have put something absolutely vomit-worthy. They don't really know what, but it could have been, like, stale fish or something just really gross. Dead something. Um, in, yeah, dead something in Hied's change room to psych them out before the game. Um. Tobias ends up giving Ted a pep talk because he can tell that he's like really thrown off and nervous and he tells him to think about cake which I was literally like that is the best thing to think about who doesn't love fucking cake like if I'm ever stressed out and I text you you should just text me back like a cake emoji like just think about cake okay (laughs) no mental note I've put it in the (laughs) mental note um so the dads of Hied's team follow the boys to the ice and are pissed about how unsportsmanlike Beartown is acting. And then the dads from the Beartown team also end up crowding the players' tunnel, and this is how shit hits the fan. So Benji and Audrey get to the rink. Sune didn't come for obvious reasons. He's still very heartbroken. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also find out that Sune still takes the same walk he did with bang which is just so fucking sad soon hey i know so timu tells audrey that the pack is to remain calm unless they get a direct signal from him and he hasn't told anyone that tails has come to see him so he's kept that like a total secret um audrey is fucking pissed that someone has harmed animals we see the she's always tries to be like a peacemaker but we see her more 
not violent, but her more aggressive side based mm-hmm. on someone having hurt an animal, which I think is very in line with you and I as well. Like mm-hmm. we're pretty non-conflict, but I feel like something like that happened. We'd be like, no, fuck you. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> I'm you. coming You're for you. And I'm going to kick you mm-hmm. in your shin and mm-hmm. really inconvenience you. Yeah. And like, yes, you eat your own foot, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll show you the foot club, babes. Hey. No teeth for you. Okay. No. <laughs> Anyway, um, someone from the head side hears, oh, fuck, this was fucked. So someone from the head side hears about Sune's dog, so they decide to kick Beartown where it hurts, and they start to bark, and this is salt and open wounds. Suddenly, all of the rink falls silent because Beartown is sort of like, what? Like, no, this isn't for mm-hmm. real. Because keep in mind, they think that he had killed Sune's dog. So this is mm-hmm. like next fucking level. Fuel to the fire. Yes. Yep. Pour um, the gasoline on. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. And so one of the black jackets asked Timu what he wants to do. And there's nothing in Timu's eyes. He's thinking of his promise to Tails not to start anything, but. They've come to him with trouble now. So he says, fuck it, break the neck of every last one of them. And here we go. Oh, Tobias, I know. Tobias watches the Black Jackets run towards his town stands. And he watches those stands break into two groups of people. One is those who run away. And the second is those who run towards. He runs onto the ice because his first instinct is to get his little brother, which is, I love their relationship. It seems like it's come so far. Um, Bobo grabs Johnny and he says he has tests to meet them outside. Hannah ends up getting hit in the chaos and Johnny moves mountains to get to her, like to protect her, which I also love their relationship. Tobias comes to help his mom too. It's like, Throughout the book, we're seeing that Tobias really idolizes Johnny and is becoming like Johnny. And I love how later on Johnny starts to make an effort to be like a man worthy of his son becoming. That's just like so beautiful. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, And they are on their way out of the arena when Johnny collides with someone. None other than Peter Anderson. Of course. Kira, Anna, and Maya are trying to contain the crowd in the cafeteria snack bar area, and Anna ends up kicking a guy in the chest, and then there's (laughs) the silence. Timu sees Peter bleeding and sees Johnny over top of him helping, but Timu doesn't see it this way at all. And, of course, then we find out that um, Timu tries to hit Johnny with a pipe. Um, as you do (laughs) as you do um and audrey and benji wildly find alicia and they don't even look back they just like run to sune's house they're just like let's get her out of here this quote kind of like i don't know it stuck out to me um taking care of someone instead of taking everything out on someone else just kind of like watching him evolve into this person Mm -hmm. who is caring and thoughtful um and her like even her putting her energy she's so angry but instead mm -hmm. of you know like putting that anger in towards violence she decides to put it towards helping the child right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. odd are um alicia and benji forever 
honestly, best friends. Best friend? Uh, best friend? My best friend. My best friend. My heart. I might cry already. <laughs> okay. Um, we find out that the care and love that Audrey shows to Alicia for the rest of her life, um, that when she plays on the national team and they ask what name she wants to play under, she'll say Ovich, which is so sweet. <laughs> um, after Timu tries to hit Johnny with a pipe, guess who shows up? None other than Liev. I was wondering where he had went the last like few little bits. I was like, oh, here you are again. He's like, guess um, who's back? Back again. It's Lev with a gun. With a gun. <laughs> of course, this makes everybody go silent, but only the people who are close by can see the gun. He Lev is protecting Johnny and his family, and it's pretty much just it's over as quickly as it started. Um, but this is where the real um hell that Peter's gonna pay comes is when Maya and Kira showed up wanting to know what happened. <laughs> Timu blurts, blurts out, though, that, quote, typical of Peter to start fighting. We tried to stop him, but you know how he gets when he's angry. <laughs> hmm. Okay. I love all the little jokes that Bachman put into this book. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like all of the little LOLs, because that's like everybody knows that that's not Peter, right? He never fought. So it was just like a funny, like he's just like breaking the ice, right? He says he ran into a post. <laughs> I don't know why he would have lied that i ran truth. into johnny like, i ran into i collided this guy. with a human yeah. yeah tails and tu are at the rink obviously uh quote one looks at players and the other looks at voters so they are both there um and they have very different agendas um tu watched how team U came to protect peter instantly and how lev stepped in to protect johnny so he's watching these alliances that seem to be happening um essentially like head and bear town and like their 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 highest gangster or whatever are yeah. choosing yeah. sides right like I said, even though they've got opposite agendas, it's Tiu who wants to use all of this chaos to his very own advantage. Like a fucking loser. Of course he does. Ugh. Ugh. I hate his sliminess. I know, he sucks. Okay, so after the fight, this chapter starts off with like a bunch of he had pride, which I think we can kind of get the gist from like how much people are passionate about Beartown. Same thing in he had. Um, Johnny's all fired up about Liev and his gun and says, they shat themselves. Now they know they can't fuck with us. So he's like hyped up on it. He likes the fact that was that Liev Johnny brought or was a that, gun. Was that That's um, Johnny. Ted? Oh, I thought it was Ted. It was Oh, was it? No, I thought it was Johnny because then Tess with whispers, no, now they think they need guns as well. And Johnny pretends that he hasn't heard her and hopes to God that she's wrong. But it was Ted who was all like stoked. But who knows? It doesn't matter. So the pack are all at the ER. Peter is there with them, and the pack keeps telling the nurse to take the boss first, help the godfather, and Peter asks Timu to shut them up, but he thinks it's hilarious. So essentially, it's like Peter is now sort of one of them, in a way. Mm -hmm. um, Timu asks Peter if he can open up the bearskin tonight for the guys, just like a quiet thing, and Peter's like, 
yeah, you've got a key. Why are you asking me? And Timu says, because he has no one else to ask for permission. It was kind of just this like really cute thing. Um, Oh my God. The pack ends up passing a bouquet of flowers to Peter, but for Kira says they heard she's helping the club as a lawyer now. And this is where I went. Uh Oh, Uh (laughs) okay. It's out of the bag. So while Kira is waiting, her colleague calls her. She's drunk, but says that if they go after Peter, they should say someone forged his signature. So this is their, like, escape route. They're Hail Mary. This is what they're going to do if if it goes down. Um, Kira calls Peter out on lying about hitting the post, and he says he didn't want her to misinterpret it, and then things explode inside Kira. And she ends up telling Peter everything that she knows. So all the cards are on the table. She tells him that she knows he didn't do it intentionally because she knows him. And Peter doesn't know what to do. He feels like he needs to go to the police station and confess, which is so Peter, like, (laughs) just (laughs) completely innocent (laughs) almost, even though he did it, right? Uh, Kira says no, they need to protect their family now, that she'll sort this out, and she needs him to trust her. And he says he does. Um, And then Kira says when this is all over, they're going on a holiday because she wants to eat croissants. And he agrees. (laughs) Uh, It's cute. We gotta go. We gotta get out of here after all this bullshit. Yes. Maybe they'll go to Hawaii. Maybe. I would What's recommend that stuff it. called? Ice? Crushed ice? Maybe they'll eat some crushed Oh, shave ice. ice. Shave shave ice. <laughs> Hannah and Johnny are drinking, and Johnny's like, P.S., just so you know, I don't really know Liev. He just came to our defense. And then this kind of sets Hannah off a little bit, and he, she's just like, right, but mm-hmm. with a gun at a kid's hockey game. Um, he's pretty much just made everything worse. So you can thank your buddy Liev that you don't know very well. Um, and she tells Johnny that this is, or I don't know if she tells Johnny or she thinks this, but that today is the first day that she hopes Tess moves away from this. Um, and it's because there has been moments of this week where she's felt like she wants to beat people to death and she doesn't want to continue that line of generational violence toward into Tess and it's just like she knows she's better than that yeah so sad I also love that he was drinking out of a tea light oh yeah tea light candle and she didn't want to tell him (laughs) and he like noticed but would never say anything I was just like yeah 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 that sounds perfect it's interesting it's like they've like i was saying earlier but they've both like unintentionally aligned themselves with these bad people and the wives are pissed about it mm-hmm. <laughs> but they're like i didn't mean to i didn't mean to all right so it's the morning after the game and the editor is heading into the office real early when she got out of bed this morning her dad still had not gone to bed he seems to have many more documents now and he's proving more shady shit but what he's working on now he thinks is much more important than bear town hockey which comes as a surprise to the editor um when she gets to the office there are men in red jackets there to quote protect the office now which she's not too keen on but what is she gonna do especially since she's had black jackets following her around Mm -hmm. um 
And in she goes, and Tiu is sitting at her desk. And I wrote sigh because <laughs> that sigh. sucks. This guy again. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He tells her he doesn't want things to be misinterpreted. Um, she realizes that he's the one who's been spreading the rumors that have been going around. Um, he tells her that they shouldn't report on Peter so soon after he's been injured because people might see it as if she's taken aside. Oh, and also, Head Hockey has a new sponsor. It's the owner of your newspaper's company. <laughs> oh my God. And she is literally like, fuck he's put her between a rock and a hard place like mm-hmm. he's literally making it seem like if she reports this story she's chosen aside um, which is exactly, exactly which is exactly Thanks the you. position mm-hmm. they do not want mm-hmm. he tells her that she's been given a far better story to publish instead hasn't her dad told her she goes home mm-hmm. and she talks to her dad because she's like integrity you know like ethics this is you were here to report on hockey like what are we doing and her dad says that Tio is dangerous and he wants to protect her and the editor just feels like she's lost that would feel that would be yeah never mind because you have no control this person is manipulating everything Mm -hmm. and And you you have zero control yep yeah 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 like making it so that any move you it's all so calculated so that any move you make is essentially the wrong one Mm -hmm. oh that guy unless you do what he says (laughs) true true Mm, he'll get his (laughs) suck it benji and big city are sitting together at the camper oh i love them Mm -hmm. and they both know that if they had played together that they would have been unbeatable um and big city then admits that the stars are better here um he asks benji how he copes with being different and benji responds of course with his smart ass remark saying get high and knock people's teeth out (laughs) but also i've heard meditation is good too or something like that (laughs) whatever floats your boat (laughs) Mm -hmm. benji explains to him that it's easier to be anything when you're far away from bear town he also tells um big city that he's going to fit in well in bear town though we find out that benji was traveling in asia and um he didn't find what he's looking for obviously if he's back in bear town um and then Alexander, aka Big City, can't help it, but he kind of blurts out, if I was into guys, I would fall for you, which is actually the truth. And Benji Aww. responds with, You're already in love with me. <laughs> They're so cute. They are. Oh my god. Back to my least favorites, Tio and Tails. That's who you say, right? Tio? To you, yeah. Okay, I wrote it down on a piece of paper, so I don't have to you. keep asking. Yeah. To you. <laughs> to you. Okay, so to you call P-U, like P-U, P-U. Oh, true. Good one. P-U. I should P-U. just call him P-U. He's the Dick P-U. Yeah. <laughs> Dick P-U. That's... Dick cheese. Dick cheese. Dick cheese. <laughs> All right. P-U calls Tails and tell him, tells him that he's solved his problems. 
Now he says that they need a favor from Kira because she's good at persuading people. Piu tells Tails that he needs another favor, that the paper is going to put out a big story, and that every story needs a scapegoat, and that he wants to choose them, and Tails is going to help him. Tails ends up telling Kira that they're in the clear, but that he needs two torch-lit processions from her. And literally, I was like, maybe I'm missing something here. Like, I didn't take it literally, thinking that it was a torch-lit procession. I didn't know if maybe that was, like, business speak for, like some sort of like bridge repairing or something but no it, it's literally a torch lit procession <laughs> yeah yeah um he hands her a piece of paper for the second person who also needs to be convinced to lead one um she goes home and she tells peter they both cry silently in the way that they learned to do when they lost isaac um kira goes to head he had and Peter starts making croissants. Oh, that's so cute. Kira <laughs> wants croissants. Okay. Um, we find out that Kira needed to go to Hannah's house. Of course, they're both cautious at first, but then they agree that their husbands are both thick in the head. So this kind of breaks the ice a little bit more. <laughs> Um, obviously Hannah's still a bit standoffish, but, and Kira's not putting two and two together, but Tess found, or she found Kira's business card in Tess's jacket. And now you're here to talk about my husband, like what's going Mm -hmm. on? Like, let's get to the bottom of this. You Mm -hmm. think I'm going to invite you in for coffee or something? Like she's like standing her ground. Mm -hmm. Um, obviously then Kira's dawns on her and they come to an agreement that maybe they could promote peace between the towns. There's a bit of like female, like I'm better than you. No, I'm better than you. Kind a pissing of contest. Yes. A pissing contest. Yeah. <laughs> a pissing match. Yeah. There we go. Uh, Hannah's like just hyping up Tess, obviously, and feeling a little hurt that she would go to Kira. But in the end, Hannah finds out that Anna is related essentially to them and mm-hmm. that maybe Anna would want to come by the hospital if she has any questions so like kind of a return of the favor hannah's like okay so how can i help you and then kira's just like so it's actually us that they need right now we need to do some legwork not our husbands which hell yes we gotta fix this fucking mess for the ourselves exactly exactly <laughs> when you need something done right you better get a woman to do it honestly <laughs> at least to you knows that <laughs> yep okay um so anna and maya are on their way to hang with benji in big city bobo and ahmed are coming too and mumble it's like a group hang again i just love that Yay. i wrote this down because it felt significant anna is annoyed that her dad has left his gun in the car again so this is a habit that we keep seeing her dad doing leaving his gun in his truck um, Benji tells Amit to never forget that he's from the hollow, that it will mean so much to the kids to hear him say it when he's all big and famous. Um, Bobo asks Benji to stay. He doesn't want him to leave. He says he won't stay, but he'll visit more, which is cute. Anna decides to go to the ice to see if it will hold. They all end up going because they're just kind of drunk and stoned and being careless and free as you do when you're a teenager 
Oh, God. <laughs> Benji tells Maya that if he liked girls, he'd probably fall in love with her, which was just... Um, <sighs> I know. I'm already I know. crying. I know. I'm not going to stop now. Okay. Cool, cool. He wants her to sing for him, but she doesn't have her guitar. She says she'll do it tomorrow. From across the lake, Mateo is watching them. He goes so far out onto the ice, and he sees Mumble laugh, and this pisses him off. Quote, if the ice breaks, I die. If the ice holds, you die. The ice holds. He goes back to the old people's house and gets himself into the gun cabinet. Fuck. Hira and Hannah shake hands and agree. Hannah starts talking to her neighbors, the most gossipy ones, of course, and Kira <laughs> does the same. Um, the rumor they start is that council wants to shut down both clubs and um, that will just be the first. Then there won't be a bear town or head or he had and um richard just starts waiting he's pretty much just like playing the fiddle again of course then everybody gets their torches and meet just like he wanted um and who has a uh, torch i know yeah i know it's like you're saying like there were a few homemade ones but i'm like who has like a store-bought one who has a <laughs> what is Do that they even mean- do they mean like flashlights? Because like in the UK they call a flashlight a torch. Maybe, but I genuinely thought that there were flames. I thought so too. Because they say like the homemade ones are like um chicken wire and <coughs> wood or whatever. Yeah. yeah. True. Yeah. Weird. I don't know. Yeah, though, no, I, I think know. it's real. Must be real torches. <laughs> Maybe Everyone's it's like one their... of those tiki torches that you put by the hot tub. Like they're just carrying those around. <laughs> they're citronella <laughs> candles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um so richard's uh good old dick's plan is to instead of have the town two towns fight against each other give them a shared opponent um aka the politicians that are currently in power dick tells them that he's (laughs) dick cheese dick cheese richard dick pu you stinky (laughs) okay all right dick of course sorry richard of course <laughs> lets lets them all know that he's gonna fight for them and blah 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 rah 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 two separate towns blah blah oops and this is the beginning of his reign of power essentially um of course the journalists are planning to publish their findings on the corruption between the politicians and the businessmen um and that nothing will be mentioned about the training facility but this is all going to have to wait because there's other news that's going to have to be written about um the kids i couldn't call them the kids but it's like essentially benji maya etc um join the march and i wrote this down i don't think it's a direct quote but it's kind of like summarizing it isn't a hockey club. It's everyone, you know, so like they just felt like a huge sense of community. And I think Maya even says that, like, this was the first time she felt like at home and felt mm-hmm. like a kid for the last time. Mm-hmm. Um, Kira tells Peter that he, she and Timu should open the bearskin tonight. So they do. And Timu takes his shirt off and dancing <laughs> on the tables. I texted you. I'm like, that's your dream. I'm just picturing that he's like 
got blonde hair, like a Swedish blonde haired blue oh, eye guy. Picturing him long, blonde? long hair. Oh, kind of like dark maybe hair. Like po- Short po- dark po- hair. Oh no, I was thinking like maybe like a bit of a flow back, short ish, longish Cute. blonde hair, Cute. blue eyes. I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Are you picturing um, Marty without a shirt on? <laughs> no, no, I'll send you a picture of who I'm thinking of. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> hey, Marty. Hey, Marty. Um, so Tails has one last promise to keep, though. Um, and that's the one he gave to Timu. He approaches the Ovich sisters and says, "I have a business proposal." Oh. He like sells all his watches and stuff, and he has like a wad of cash and gives it to them and Audrey then arrives at Liev's house to pay Ramona's debt but he's insistent on wanting the pub so I fucking love this part I love this part Mm -hmm. they drink and they talk and they drink and they talk and they drink and they talk some more and And she's like keeping up like she's oh yes 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 she is like this is what I want you're not getting the pub yes (laughs) yeah essentially this is what the straw that kind of breaks the quote unquote camel's back is that Liev's mutt of a dog wanders in and he, we find out that he used to be the guard dog, but he's so old now. And this is when Audrey sees her in and she says, I'm going to bring you two watchdogs. I'll train them myself and Timu will not, will not bug you until I say so. So she's like, I'm in charge around here. And I get the bearskin. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Now the Ovich sisters own the bar. And the first thing they do is raise the price of beer. And the old bag will be dancing in heaven. Yay, Ramona. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I did not see the Ovich sisters owning the bearskin, but I fucking love mm-hmm. it. I love it. Like, it's I perfect. kind of forgot about the bearskin. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I guess mm-hmm. I just thought Timu would run it. But, like, yeah. No, it needed to be the sisters. They need something. Two and a half years have passed since Kevin assaulted Maya. Two years have passed since she left. And it does seem to be what started it all. What happened between Kevin and Maya really shook the whole town. Maya could easily have been Ruth, but she wasn't. And no one knows who Ruth was. Many years ago, there was a small boy and a large boy called Psycho. And those two became friends. We find out that Psycho, or the bigger boy, is named Rodri, um, and he calls the smaller one Mumbo. So Rodri is obsessed with wanting to be a hero and sleeping with girls, even though he hasn't yet. (laughs) Ruth knew what the town did to girls like her and Maya, S-D-S. Ruth regretted leaving Mateo and also leaving her diary behind. Um, We're finding out a little bit about Ruth in this chapter. So she was an outcast and alone until a new girl from Hied joins their church and her name is Beatrice and they become fast friends. They both essentially needed each other because they were both so consumed. Their parents were both so consumed in this religious organization and they just want to be regular normal fucking teenagers so they start rebelling and i think rebelling even more so than you regularly would just because they have no rope you know what i mean 
So when they are 16, they end up going to a head party. Um, Ruth ended up with a boy, but he couldn't get it up. And when Ruth left, he got super mad. And so guess what he does? The only logical thing that you do, he told everyone that they slept together and that she was, quote, useless in bed. And this starts it all. Ruth's parents find her, quote, hiding place. Or sorry, Beatrice's parents find her hiding place and they send Beatrice away. So now Ruth is alone again. And then there were those two boys that saved Mateo on the ice. And Rodri is the one that killed her, even though she was thousands of miles away from him. Knock, knock. Who dare? Editor-in-chief. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry, we closed. Closed. <laughs> <laughs> so editor-in-chief is at Peter's door. And she's like, here's all the documents about you and Beartown. She's like unimpressed, but like, here you go. Like, whatever. Just take it and do whatever you want. Um, and then Peter stops her and tells her that he looked aw- the other way and kept quiet. And he's wondering if there is anything that he could do to redeem himself. And she just Aww. tells him to earn it, like be a good person from here on out, essentially. But she's always been a good person. Just the I don't, circumstance. I think it caught her off guard because she didn't mm-hmm. see him as that type of person, right? No, exactly. And yeah, then to be yeah. like face to face with him being like, I'm sorry. And her, yeah. she was kind of like, oh shit. Mm-hmm, <laughs> okay. Her dad was a history buff and he would take her around to all of these castles when they'd travel. And he told her a story about how like back in the day when wealthy men would do like commit a sin, they would have to build a castle castle or like a church (laughs) a cathedral Uh, as like their penance for what they had done there's the tie thanks kate Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it gets bad man these next chapters Mm -hmm. get bad i feel like even uncomfortable talking about it but true so this time was worse worse for ruth because now she knew how the alternative to being alone felt with having beatrice left and now she's dealing with all this other shit And fucking Rodri becomes absolutely obsessed with Ruth. They end up connecting and he takes her out to this abandoned shack where Mumble would read comic books and that's where he introduced um, Ruth to drugs. She resisted his advances and he grabbed her wrist. She ignored it and he started texting her obsessively. Um, she ends up going to a party and head with Rodri. This came about because she was in like a really shitty social social situation and he just happened to drive by and was like, hey, come with me. And it was like the easy way out. It was like the lesser of two evils or so she thought. Um, Rodri drugs her and he rapes her. And when she finally gets out of the room, Mumble is standing there. She knows that he heard it all. Um, we read some journal entries of Ruth's and they were absolutely heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Um, her, we find out that her parents don't believe her. She writes, you aren't going to believe me until Rodri kills me, which is like the synopsis of a Dateline episode. So really hated that. Yeah. Um, Ugh. she also wrote in her diary, quote stop telling your daughters we already know it all which was just like absolutely heartbreaking because it's so true and you know what coming from frederick's perspective like he's 
like if he believes what he's writing he's gonna raise really good kids mm-hmm. i just kept thinking tr- of his children mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because it's true you don't need to tell your daughters you need to teach your sons <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um rodri has photos of ruth there's sexual extortion happening it's getting really really bad she does end up going to the the police and they don't believe her they call her parents to the station and they are literally fucking useless humans like absolute trash her mom wants her to see how bad this looks and her dad is worried that the boy will sue them i just can't like i cannot um and she ended up watching how it all played out with maya and she realizes that her only option is to just get far far away or so she thinks yeah maya and kira have a cute little picnic at kira's office um maya and kira kind of become back on the same page a bit um and then Maya says to her mom, I'm sorry for what Kevin did to me. It almost broke you and dad. Um, And then she just continues to say on like, yes, it was you, dad and Leo that held me together. Um, And she wonders how anybody could um, survive who doesn't have like a mom like Kira, like that situation. So it's just a cute little moment. Yeah, I loved the usage of organ donors she said that they were all organ donors Mm -hmm. (sighs) yeah like heart lungs and yeah Mm this really Mm -hmm. yeah so mumble did indeed hear everything but didn't step in rodri told him to stay and keep watch and if he left he would kill him he threatened that if he ever said anything he would say that mumble was a part of it and the only thing that saves mumble during all of this is hockey Ruth and Mumble end up having their paths cross cross at one point, and he just seems really shy, like a really um, introverted person. So he doesn't say anything, but she tells him for him to tell Rodri to leave her alone. He won. No one believes me. And at this, Mumble dies inside. Ruth ends up getting away. She's in a new country, and she's just trying to live as best as she can. Um, And one night she's dancing and the drugs take her and that's how she dies on the dance floor, at least, I guess. I wrote down this quote just because it was pretty sad, but quote, Mateo will never think of his sister dying only as her being killed. So he's got a lot of hatred and he's putting a lot of blame on what's happened to her, which I think is understandable, but not to the extent that he takes it, obviously. Mm Um, Mom, or Mateo has decided that he's going after Rodri, Mumble, and himself. So Rodri holds a knife to Mumble's neck and threatens him at his door. He tells him to look what happened with Kevin and that if this gets out, Mumble would never be able to play hockey again. Mumble ends up making the Bear Town team after Vidar died, and Zakel brings out the best in him, and this is the only place that he's happy. So it's almost like he would have to sacrifice his only happiness if he said anything, and so he decides to stay quiet. Um, Mateo goes to see Lev. He wants to exchange the hunting rifles for a pistol. Lev says no. One of his employees says yes. Now Mateo has a pistol. And all I wrote was, oh, wow, okay, so he goes and shoots Rodri. So that happens real quick. He shoots him in a car. 
Which, like, that guy fucking had it coming. I wasn't sad yeah. about that at all. Yeah, I mean, if it ended there, that would have been, I would have yeah. been like, okay. <laughs> yeah, Yay. like, he's the one to go. Just kill him and yeah. then kill yourself and call it a fucking day, man. Yeah. All right, so he thinks about leaving Ruth's diary at the Anderson's house, but decides not to do that to his mother. He cuts a hole in the lake and he drops the diary in, which I'm bummed about. Like, I wish he had left the diary for Kira, especially how like how things play out, right? Mm, yeah. Um, Ahmed is heading to the game. Peter is waiting for him outside his door. He's like, hey, you got a sec? Ahmed's like, I need to go to the game. And Peter's like, I'll drive you. I just want to show you something. And he takes him to a spot in the hollow that's overlooking woods and in a gravel pit, I guess. And he shows him a specific spot, he says, right there. And he tells Ahmed that he wants to create an ice rink in the hollow so everyone can have a chance. It's very sweet and very cute. He's building his cathedral. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. The colleague, Kira's colleague, shows up with wine. <laughs> she just seems like always drunk. I love her. Yes, yes. Of course, they all get a little tipsy, and Kira tells Maya about Tess and what Tess wants to do. Um, Kira then breaks the news in front of everybody that she wants to peace out from the law firm and like, okay, you have, you- I'm gonna sell you my shares, like. You, there won't be any worry like we signed like trying to smooth things over with the um her colleague slash partner um, I found like that... I know that it's cute and that was good and everything but I, I found that to be like a plot hole because in the beginning it says that their firm is in financial trouble right so I was like well she's like I signed like the business park people on as a like um like a big client so we'll be oh fine so maybe she's out of it oh, okay okay, yeah. okay 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 yeah um and then she tells them that she needs something different and that she's going to start a small firm herself and fight for girls like maya so like essentially no more rich white old men <laughs> um and then the colleague's just like okay well i'm going wherever you are so <laughs> so cute they end up having to call Anna for a ride and they all go to the <laughs> hockey game together. Um, we find out, I think now he's starting to tie up some of his ends with bows and everything like this. Cause we find out that Kira sells her car and her firm is now being run out of her kitchen. And one day women across the country will know who they are, which is sweet. Oh, I'm getting the tingles. Yeah. Yeah um we're back with hannah and johnny and hannah says you better stay out of trouble at the hockey game because i'm gonna have sex with you <laughs> i love call them. back yes yeah i love um, them mm-hmm. i'm gonna have sex uh, with you tomorrow i'm gonna have sex <laughs> so you better stay i'm gonna have you better stay out of trouble or i'm gonna have not have sex with you or i'm gonna have sex with you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um Tess and Hannah finally seem to be on the same page now, which is great. Um, And then Benji and Alicia reunite with, hi, best friend. Hi, Hi, best best friend. friend. Thank you. Of course, they go to the game and Benji's like, hey, how would you like it if you got to meet the guys on the team? Of course, she wants to ask a million questions, but she's so nervous. 
Um, and so Benji and her look up at the ceiling and then they go into the dressing room. Oh, my heart. Mm-hmm. We find out that Big City ends up being one of Zakel's favorite players and he will stay in Beartown for many years and buy a small piece of property near where Benji camp- Benji's camper van was. And finally, his mom will come and visit but never leave. So they get a little happy ending. They're forest folk now. They're forest folk. We find out that Tess will move away to study, but she'll come back and she'll be the best and she'll be working with Kira. Bobo works with his dad and coaches with Sakel for a few more years. But when um, Bobo and Tess get married and have a baby, he will coach for the kids team so that he can be home and make dinner for his family. My heart. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So then Johnny and Hog are sitting together at the the hockey game. Johnny comes over to the Beartown side and tells him he's got a good kid. And Hog, they have like a really sweet exchange, but in the end, Hog tells them, Johnny, that none of us deserve our women, which uh, <laughs> um, and then obviously Hog leans over to Anna and says, Got any beer? And she's like, I got you. Of course I do. <laughs> so Johnny and Hog share a beer, and one day they will be grandfathers of the same children. Oh. The two towns uniting mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. two people. Yeah. Um, Amit, Mumble, and Big City are getting hyped for the game. Um, in the locker room, um, Big City has never heard a crowd this loud. Um, but Zakel is so nervous that she's smoking more than usual. So the caretaker leaves the door open. We bounce over to Anna and her dad, and she's so proud of him um, and because he's sober. And she asks him, hey, by the way, did you leave your gun in the truck? You better make sure it's locked. E. And that's kind of how that ends. Okay, this is really short. I wrote down a quote. It says, the game is about to start, but it will never be played. And then that chapter is sort of summarized with the idea that we won't be able to look ourselves in the eyes after this. It's no one's fault and everyone's fault. Okay, everybody. Got your tissue? Got your tissue. Buckle up. It's a bit long. So I apologize in advance. Sorry, we're with Liev at the scrapyard. Audrey has reminded him of his nieces. And he sends ends up sending like all of his money to them. And he hopes that one day he can build a house for them. So it's kind of like sparked something in him to be more than just a thief or a bad person. He does have one regret, though, looking back. And that is Amit, obviously, and what he did to Amit. And then he finds out that his employee sold a gun to Mateo. And he looks out into, he looks like the darkness that everybody gets in Beartown and he had, and then he like zoom zooms to the game. He's driving way too fast. Of course, Anna's dad is like, oh, Anna's right again. The door was unlocked. Um, And he, though, of course, because he's like master hunter, dude, he sees 
a kid out the side of his like in his peripheral peripherals and he knows just by the look of him that he's acting very suspicious and he runs toward the open door mm-hmm. with a gun um anna's mm-hmm. dad grab grabs his rifle and then liev's car swerves into the parking lot which i'm like you better fucking not kill anna's dad she's already gone through enough you little oh my okay. god okay this is tough i'm don't like okay so essentially mateo shoots the locker room just blindly it seems like at first he had an aim and then he got so disoriented by the sounds of it um mumble knows he's going to die he's the one mateo is aiming at he waits but then he opens his eyes and there are two bodies on the ground so he's just feeling fear obviously um we find out that Benji didn't even notice Mateo come in or that Alicia was standing in front of Mumble. This kind of just like bounces back pretty quickly. So sorry mm-hmm. if it doesn't really seem like it makes sense, but it will. Um, Hannah obviously doesn't know what's going on because she's at work delivering two twins at the same time this is happening. So there's a little symbolism there. Oh, um, yeah. Two lives. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't even think of that. I just got the chills. Yeah. Um, we know that somebody is dead and Frederick's making it seem like Alicia very hard right now. Um, and Benji ends up tackling Mateo, who then fires two shots in his heart. And this quote broke me, one of them. And it is, what else would he have hit because he was all heart? (sighs) Benji. From where Anna's standing, I know, I'm so sad. From where Anna is standing, she sees Benji die. And then she sees Mateo being shot, and she knows it's her dad. Um, Of course, we all hope for a long story for Benji, but we knew deep down that that wouldn't happen. But if anyone had a time machine, they would go back and warn him. It's really so Thank fuck. Alicia is alive. Maya scoops her up and just like runs with her into the forest and is protecting her. Obviously, Maya's in shock. She's seen like her one of her best friends sadly dead um, in a traumatic way. And then Kira and all the other women run and like make a wall around Alicia. That symbolism broke me. Like, Mm -hmm. I could not. I had to take a minute there because that Mm -hmm. was too much. It was, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But we find out that this will be the worst day of the rest of her life. So from here outward, she will live a long and happy life, which is sweet. Audrey, this is heartbreaking. Audrey scoops up Benji and like just runs with him, takes him out of there, which is I'm tearing up. Okay. Okay. Um, Liev finds out that he's too late. Um, and he's like thinking what he could do. He could take the gun back and cover his tracks, but instead he ends up an- reuniting Anna and her dad because they're both in shock and like wandering around. 
we all know about Liev and what his like background is and what his deal is, but he ends up helping Leanne, Anna dispose of the of Anna's dad's rifle. Anna's dad is already crying and bawling. Like it was instinct um, for him. He it was it's instinct, like he didn't yeah. even but it was the best outcome of what could yes. have happened. Because mm-hmm. obviously Mateo was just gonna take fire and kill as many people as he could. Yeah. But it yeah. still is, I guess, frowned upon. Mm-hmm. So Liev makes them go back to their home and start drinking. And he calls this the alibi, obviously. And he says, if your dad is too drunk to shoot somebody, surely that's your alibi. So he says, drink more of the alibi. But then, yeah, I made a note here. I'm like, surely there's self-defense somewhere in here that you could have been like, literally, he's a hero and saved the whole town. (laughs) I know. I know. I don't know, though. I guess it's like that whole an eye for an eye thing. Like, when is that right? True, true um Anna obviously cries and cries and this is the last time in her life that she gets drunk um Maya we kind of go back to the beginning about how other people were wondering how the sun could rise after Ramona died and how Mateo thought like how could the sun rise after Ruth and Maya wonders how the sun could rise after Benji dies um and now she knows the grief that her parents carry from Isaac and this um the quiet crying she's a little nod back to that um every day she will wonder if um Benji is proud of her or if she's good enough because of course she will it's bear town obviously yeah. she's going to just second guess herself all the yeah. all the time But um, in the end, the town will essentially belong to her. And soon, every night, she will sing for Benji. You did a really good job of that. That was tough. Okay. I'll try to be as graceful as Chantal. With my tissue. With my nose tissue. I know, my eyes. I was trying not to well up so bad. I'm like, (laughs) I've just been crying over here. All right. Everyone from both towns come to Benji's funeral. The factory closes. Everything closes. On his gravestone, it says. Sorry. <laughs> it's so stupid. She's... It's just a fictional character. It's just so it's, sad. She's... Yeah. Yeah, it is. I'm going to cry as soon as you say it. So that's cool. On his gravestone, it says, this hurts too much to touch with words. Sorry, it's a lot oh benji alicia comes to the funeral with audrey and sune she runs to maya when she sees her she asks her if she's scared and if benji is scared and maya assures her that he is not and she ends up writing and singing a song for benji i didn't write it down because i was crying too much at this point but it started off with like someone who loves you is asking if you were scared or something and that broke me. Frederick, why you gotta do this to us? I know. After the funeral, Bobo and Amit and the whole A team bring all of the kids together for a game of hockey. Everyone ends up joining in after time. It seems like this is something that they keep doing. Um, and it's their home and their community that holds them together. A few months later, 
all is well in Hannah's world today. Bobo helps Johnny fix the van. They all have a snowball fight outside of the fire station. One evening, Ted's coach calls to tell them that Ted is being scouted and that their life is about to change. Johnny drives to Peter's... <laughs> Fuck, this is so I just fucking can't. I fucking can't. Johnny drives to Peter's house. He tells Peter that he wants advice because Ted is being scouted. And Peter says, oh, I don't really know much about the business side of things. And Johnny says that he doesn't want advice about business, but he wants to be a better dad. And he asks Peter what he would have wanted from his father when he was going through the same thing. Ted goes far in the NHL. He's like a captain or something. I'm guessing that's like a huge accomplishment. And when asked where his leadership qualities come from, he will say, quote, from home. After all of the hockey games, the Black Jackets go to the graveyard with beer to talk to Vidar and Benji and Ramona and Holger and everybody else. They tell them all about the game. One day, Timu brings his son here, and there's a lot of laughter because his son likes soccer. (laughs) Of course he does. Oh my god. (laughs) Zakel becomes a famous coach. In many years' time, she will coach the national team that Alicia plays on. And at one, for one game, she breaks her strictest rule. And that is that Alicia is allowed to play as number 16. Zakel watches her on the ice and forgets that it isn't him. Heartbreaking! <laughs> oh my god. That is literally the most heartbreaking thing. In this whole book. Oh my god. Leo ends up searching for a specific player that used to seem to come and find him and kill him in his video game, but he never comes back. It was Mateo who was finding him and killing him. Maya and Leo both grow up and have families and are grateful for their parents and each other. The police never find the rifle that killed Mateo, and his dad is safe. Lev carries on being both an awful and a good person at the same time. So Lev was almost Mm -hmm. like the dichotomy of both of the communities, like, as a person, right? I mean, the symbolism is, like, literally he lived between the two communities. He's, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's both good and bad. Mm -hmm. T.U. goes to see Tails. He tells him about the article. He says he will spare the hockey clubs, but says they should probably admit to a few little crimes with Peter's signature and blame Ramona for coaching him because she's dead. So why not? Right. Tails decides he wants to say that it was him. He tells to you about how him and Peter were the, have been the best of pre- friends since childhood. So he decides to say it was him who signed those documents in Peter's name. Tails goes to jail for a few months, and when he comes back, he helps Peter build the cathedral. Tails never tells anyone how much he contributed to it, and that is his atonement. The editor in chief. Redeeming yourself a little bit, (laughs) Tails. I know. And Peter, too. They both Mm -hmm. did that. 
the editor-in-chief moves away and takes on to you she destroys his whole career Almet goes to the nhl as we knew fuck me this part got me all over again just when you thought i know a man is watching tv and sees maya he doesn't recognize her necessarily but she seems familiar she has dedicated a song to someone who she says it's their birthday and there's a slideshow behind her and a photo of benji appears he takes his base and finds maya after one of her shows and tells her that he loved benji too and she asks if he plays and he says yes base this is the teacher from the first book mm-hmm. yeah yeah Mumble plays hockey until he is 30 and has to stop because of an injury. He never tells anyone that the bullets were meant for him. He goes to the cemetery where Mateo is buried and ends up walking into the forest with a rifle. Ruth and Mateo's parents devote their lives to charitable work. Who fucking cares about them? Garbage. Yeah. Alicia grows up at Audrey's and Sune's. Oh, fuck. One day she comes home with a puppy that is hers, but it can't be alone when she's at practice and school. So Sune will just have to help. I just love their relationship so much. I know. It's perfect. Benji's sisters carry on running the bearskin, except now everyone calls it Benji's. It's Anna's birthday. Her dad fills the downstairs with balloons, and Hannah shows up with the voucher for driving lessons for her. Then they all go on a little trip to visit a college that Hannah says has a course in midwifery and that she'll help Anna. She doesn't know what to say, but I this was a little confusing, but I think she gives her like an envelope full of Mother's Day cards, that she, like all of them that she's ever made at school because she had to. Which is huge for Anna because Anna's never vulnerable. And while they're at the college, which I guess is near a hospital, a hospital helicopter flies by and Anna says to Hannah, how do I drive one of those? Anna ends up taking Maya in the helicopter. So Anna becomes a hospital helicopter pilot. One day, Maya sees Kevin, and he ends up having to tell his wife everything and loses her, which is a callback to Beartown. We already knew that from the first book. And the end of the book wraps up with Frederick saying that everything leads back to Alicia. Quote, one day she will make us feel like winners again. The end. (laughs) Wow. Why you gotta do that to us, Frederick? Those last ruined. two chapters. Oh I'm my ruined. God. Literally. Ugh. Well, at least Stinky Dinky got his due. Fucking T.U. P.U. Dick Cheese. Dick Cheese. Bye bye. Tails redeemed himself. Lev kind of redeemed himself. He's like, yeah, I'm going to be a bad guy. It's how I make my money, but I'm going to do good with my money. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or and, try, just uh, try to do good. Love Tess and Bobo, obviously. Obviously. Love. I mean, fucking the teacher coming back. That yes, that was the callback. So good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. I, I mean. I... The only thing is, is that I wish I knew more about Leo, but I know, I guess he's just like a supporting character, but like, I don't know. I just like, like he has a good life. He's got kids. Sounds like he has a good, yeah. They have that's a nice good little time. Yeah. And I'm guessing we didn't really find out much about Kira and um, Peter, but I'm guessing their they marriage resolved. Yeah. Yes. thrives on, carries on. Hopefully they go on their vacation hopefully she gets her croissants yeah yeah. i need a fucking vacation after this book honestly (laughs) i don't even know am i what happened what just happened to me i know it was so honestly though like i was telling deb that i finished the book and that it was really hard because i stayed up late reading it last night and she was like but did you like it though like was it a good wrap-up for the because it's a trilogy right like was it was it satisfying i'm like no but also yes <laughs> yes no but it had to happen the stuff that happened that made me sad and hate it had to happen i just honestly i just wish that mateo killed mumble not that he deserved to die but mm-hmm. like it would have been way less sad mm-hmm. and that benji ended up like finding a husband yeah but i know I know he's like I know he's like your one of your favorite fictional characters probably like ever and he dies <laughs> and he dies I feel like though that is his like like he they yeah. said after when he died it's like we all wanted a long story for him but we knew it wasn't gonna happen yeah and I oh. think too like even bringing in Johnny and Hannah as characters and mm. that whole like analogy of people who run towards fire like mm-hmm. that Benji's would be a fire yeah 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 benji and it's sad you're in our hearts forever benji i know <laughs> oh man anyway what did you rate it um can i give it a million stars <laughs> Yeah, it was good. Do you think that um Roderick will like write a spinoff with the leash? Well, that's what I was hoping. I was hoping that he would, but I'm wondering if he is just. I feel like he's one of those people who'd be like, "No, I'm done with Bear Town." Yeah, like I, don't I think, think he that said he that would... too when we saw him. He knew that this would be the last book, and and that's why it's 700 pages. <laughs> you could have made it too yeah no i'm happy it's not i'm happy it's mm-hmm. not imagine we were te- imagine it was two books and we had been like teased from the beginning that benji was gonna die and we had to read like a whole second book to get there <laughs> oh my god that would have been that would have been, been bad that would have been bad i wish that instead of the tv show they made they made a movie yeah that would have been good because the been tv good. show was not great it wasn't even the same story essentially maybe they'll make like a like a north american version though because that one was swedish mm-hmm. and they did they're doing the, a man what are they calling it a man called a man called Uwe? Uwe? no they're calling it like an, a man called 
They've changed his name because it's Tom Hanks. What? It's like the North American oh, one. It still damn. looks good, but they what is it? A man called Otto. They've changed it to a man called Otto. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, which is still close, which is still close. But yeah, and also like this whole remember when we saw Frederick and he said that he had to start timing his writing before he had to go and pick up his child because he would be mm-hmm. like emotionally distraught and then his child would tell his teacher that he killed somebody today. <laughs> now Don't I mind understand. my dad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he now I understand the emotional distress. Like I guess as a writer, you probably don't want to do it, but you know that you have to. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like he would have been like just like all of us, so emotionally attached to him. Well, especially because he was based on a friend, right? Oh, like that would friend, have been even harder. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't oh know. My gosh, but you what know do what? you rate it? Ten, okay. 20, 30, 100. 50. I feel like 10, we 10, need 10, some 20, like. 20. <laughs> 10 bands 100 bands bands <laughs> fuck it man 50 bands let's just not even discuss it man um we OMG. need some bear town merch like i would rock a bear town shirt me too borgsten borgsten is, is that in swedish borgsten we are the bears the bears from bear town all we right the so bears. next the bears from bear town month next week i guess because this episode comes out on december 1st Trick-sha. Trick-sha. but for december we'll be reading will be the penguins from the antarctica Antarctic. we are the penguins the penguins from penguin town <laughs> yeah. we'll be heading to penguin town hopefully we can all turn our little frowns upside down for next week I swear to fucking God, that that woman better not buy and die in that book. Like, oh God, no penguins it. better not be harmed exactly. in the making of that novel. All of the above. Okay, well, I All guess right. I've got to go to therapy now. So, bye. Yeah, sorry for sorry for crying. <laughs> I guess that's out there on the internet now. <laughs> Give a bye. Where? Thank you so much for listening. Please join us over at the Book Club Babes Facebook group for book discussions and to make your book recommendations or on Instagram at bookclubbabes.pod. If you'd like to reach out to us directly, you can email us at bookclubbabes.pod at gmail.com or contact us on our website at bookclubbabes.ca. If you love the Book Club Babes podcast, please tell a friend about us. And until next time, bye! Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. 
and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.